Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Lent is upon us. 40. 40 days in Lent. 40 days of rain with Noah. 40 years of wandering in the desert. 40 days in the wilderness with Jesus. But this Lent, 40 days, 40 days to change for the better, 40 days to be transformed. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 and 14 through 18, with slight additions from the Amplified Bible, the readings go like this. But take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense. Amplified says, reward prepared and waiting for you from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, and from the Amplified again, when you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not blow a trumpet before you to advertise it, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms giving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees, and from the Amplified again, what is done in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray publicly in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, and from the Amplified again, and solemnly assure you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. In praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, and this is from the Amplified, if you nurture your hurt feelings and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that others will not know you are fasting. Accept your Father who is hidden, and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer and fasting are good, but better than either is almsgiving accompanied by righteousness. This is Tobit chapter 12, verse 8. 
Now, almsgiving. My first thought goes to money, but for me, it can also be anything I value, my time, my talents. Am I ready to say, here I am, Lord, send me, or do I secretly hope that God has someone else in mind? Now, we all know that God sent us out competent and equipped for every good work. He tells us that in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17. He sends us out to do something once we've said yes. Now, do I listen for his invitation or do I say, no, not me, not this time. Send somebody better. Send somebody else. Send somebody not so busy. Just don't send me. He calls each one of us for specific reasons and tasks, and he probably knows exactly what he has for us to do. Remember, it's all about his plan, not ours. We also need to realize that God is not surprised by what he gets with us. He knows exactly what he's getting when he calls us forth, good and bad, strengths and weaknesses. Now, there have been times that I've said, I just don't want to. There have been times that I've thought, maybe it's just me thinking this. Maybe it's not really God talking. And there have been times that I have given God suggestions as to whom he should be looking at besides me. But our God is a persistent God, a God who will have his way. Now I have come to appreciate and been humbled by the times he has asked things of me. Not for me, but so the rest of the world can see what God can do with a simple yes. Even if it's given with the enthusiasm of a 12-year-old being told to put down your PlayStation and come on, it's time for supper or it's time for you to do your chores. Now, does God need financing? Sure he does. We are all God's wallet, but he also needs the time that we value so much and the talents that he has given us to be available to him and to his purposes. Give to the Most High as he has given to you, generously, according to your means. For the Lord is one who always repays, and he will give back to you sevenfold. Sirach 35, 9 and 10. Now, prayer This is not our usual one-sided conversation, laundry listing of intentions, but inviting God into our day regularly, reminding myself that no matter where I am or who I am with, that I need to ask Jesus to be there and I need to behave like he is. Praying without ceasing doesn't mean that we just are constantly on our knees, but it means that we live a life that is prayer with our eyes focused always on Jesus. We offer prayers of blessing, petition, intercession, thanksgiving, and praise. These are described and explained in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, sections 2626 through 2643. And in answer to our prayers of petition or intercession, God has two basic answers, yes and no. And I found out that no can really be not now, not that way. Now, some of my greatest blessings have come when God has said no to what I was asking, even though at the time it was happening, I didn't see it as a blessing. 
If God is making us wait, trust that he has a much better answer than we hoped for, even though we may not see it or understand it. Another thing that comes to mind about prayer is that we ask over and over for direction, for a calling, and then we don't act on it. It's like we're waiting for the hand to write on the wall or for lightning to strike with the answer. For example, Lord, I really feel like you're calling me to be a lector at Mass. Have you talked to the person in charge of lector training and lector assignment? Lord, I really feel the call to be a Eucharistic minister. There again, on your part, have you contacted the one who trains the Eucharistic ministers and puts the list together as to when they will serve? I have to remember that the Lord speaks in the soft wind. The answer may not be a bolt from the heavens, but a word spoken softly, a gesture, or a yearning in my heart. I must have a response to prayer, to be ready to move when God says to move, to be still when he says to be still. But prayer demands a response on my part. It demands my discernment when I get a word, but it also demands a response. And what of our prayers for others? In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, the paralytic is lowered through the roof by his group of friends. Let's imagine this conversation for a moment. Joshua the paralytic is surrounded by his best buddies. Hey guys, Jesus is in town. Let's take Joshua over there and see if Jesus will heal him. Now Joshua is not all into this, but his friends are determined. They get there and it's a sold out event. There's no room anywhere. They can't even get close to Jesus. Now Joshua was probably all about going home and calling it a day but not his friends. They hop up on the roof and lower him down to Jesus. End of the story. Jesus heals Joshua. How many times do we take our friends, our family, our loved ones to Jesus, lower them through the roof, praying for them with or without their knowledge, and asking Jesus to work, to move, to heal in their lives and fasting 40 days to change how do I fast from food from TV do I remove myself from the onslaught of images and information that come in front of me every day do I take a step back from television newspapers magazines from social media from the internet Do I fast from my bad habits? Am I different inside, not outside when I fast? Do I fast from forgiveness? Do I choose not to forgive? Remember that verse from earlier. Do you nurture hurt feelings and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God? Do I hold grudges? Do I fast from judging? Not only what people do, but sometimes what they don't do or how I think it should be done. Do I remember it's not my will, Lord, but yours that will be done, your plan that should be followed? 
Do I fast from pettiness? Do I actively search for Jesus in people, no matter how hard he is to find in some folks, and try to connect the Jesus with them, with the Jesus in me, so that we both reflect the Lord? On Easter Sunday, will I be closer to God than I am right now? Does my fast make me better? Not just good, but better. I don't want to just be a good person. I want to be better, always moving closer and closer to God and His image of me. We are called to be better than what we were, not just good. We should never be satisfied with just being good. Do we accurately reflect Jesus in what we say and do and how we act? Now, I am blessed to live on a river. And on clear, calm, sunny days, I can sit outside and see the reflection of the other bank in the river. And it's a perfect reflection. I can see the trees. I can see the limbs. I can see the birds even sitting on the limbs. It looks like glass. Then the thought struck me that I don't see that all the time. The sun, wind, and water have to be just right to get that type of reflection. And so it is with us. We have to be in just the right position, have the right relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for their reflection to show most clearly off of us. The water becomes the reflection of what the light shines on. The neat thing with us and God is that we just don't reflect. We actually become what we see. What light shines on us, we absorb and become that light to others. Do I reflect Jesus like that? Do we reflect God's mercy and love, his forgiveness, his healing, his goodness, his ability to reach out to others, to provide someone's needs? Do my actions keep others from shining? Do I not ask for help or for prayer? Do I try and go it alone? Am I guilty of doing it myself rather than asking for help or assistance to depend on others, giving them the chance to allow God to work through them, to encourage their charity, to strengthen gifts that may just be blossoming? Do I fall short in letting God work through others to help me and in the long run, strengthen us both? Am I open not only to the use of his gifts, but to the reception of new gifts that he may want to give me? Or do I let feelings of unworthiness or my view of my abilities get in the way of what God is wanting to accomplish? How am I going to make myself better? And in doing so, make those around me, the ones I come in contact with every day, better. When you look at what you have planned for this Lent, how's it looking? Did we even ask God what he wants of us this Lent? He may want something for us entirely different from what we had planned. God may be calling us to stop doing something, to change a habit. 
he may be calling us to love more. What he calls you to do or not do may very be very different from what he calls me to do or not do. So how's your Lent looking? What this Lent is going to affect the biggest change in your life? How would that look? One thing is consistent in every book I've read where the Eucharist is discussed. It says the biggest change in us comes about with the reception of the Eucharist. So are we receiving Jesus as often as we can this Lent? Am I allowing the Lord to work in me, changing me into what he calls me to be, to be his image and likeness, to be his hands and feet? The Lord addressed St. Augustine with these words concerning reception of the Eucharist. You will not change me into yourself as bodily food. You will be changed into me. Let us always pray, Lord, what I consume, let it consume me. Let it transform me. So, 40 days. 40 days of Lent. 40 days to change. It passes quickly. Have we prepared? Will we have repented? Have we traveled with Jesus during these 40 days? After Jesus' baptism by John in Mark 1, Matthew 4, and Luke 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert and tempted by the devil after fasting 40 days and nights. Say, Jesus, you think you can change these stones into bread? Jesus responds, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Have we taken in this food, the words that come from the mouth of God, this Lent? Hey, Jesus, throw yourself down. I hear the angels will save you. In his response to Satan, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Have we trusted in every situation that God will save, protect, and provide? Hey, Jesus, why don't you try worshiping me? And the Lord's response is, The Lord your God shall you serve, and him alone shall you worship. Have we put other things in the way this Lent? Have we worshiped something else? Have we served other things? Am I ready to be what I am called to be? To let the Lord work in me? To transform me into what He wants me to be, no matter what I think of my abilities or my worthiness? Let's take a minute and pray. Lord, You have called us this Lent to move ever closer to You, to become more like You. Get us where you want us to be. Let us submit ourselves into your hands as you shape and form us. Let us receive with open and empty arms all that you have for us. Let our hearts be open and empty to be filled by you. Let us use what we have been given for your honor and glory and to bring others to you. Cleanse us, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Transform us, Lord, into a truer image of you. God, I give you myself this Lent. Change me. Make me better. 
Make me more like you. Let me see the change without having to do anything. Let people see the change without me saying a word. Change me into what you want, not what I want to be. Amen. So 40 days. 40 days to change, to be transformed. Only 40 days, Lord? But then you created the world in seven. I am anxiously awaiting what I, what we all shall become. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.